Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about, it's not my fault, blame. Blame, and the idea that people around us are holding us back, which is just so funny, it's funny. It sounds funny to me. Yes. But and uh, just so we uh, keep abreast of the Mayan calendar, which we've been espousing for so many years, and it's finally starting to catch on, there's now an app for that. By the way, the app is in the long count, but there's still uh, apps. You have to get, well, there's at least a We're going to do a show it. on that coming up. Yeah. So today in Mayan is? 11 Akbal, and Akbal is the tribe of the dreamer and the subconscious. So today, being an 11 tone, it's a good day to manifest your dreams, which means you bring them down into physical reality. And in order to do that, you have to be open to suspending disbelief. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's a um, manifestation of dreams mm -hmm. today, which is, uh, mm -hmm. to me, ever so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. And I've been uh, <coughs> having some dreams I'm going to be manifesting here about... Uh, Today's a good day for that. Ritual of remembrance and so forth. Yeah. So. Well, the idea of it's the other guy's fault. Now, I know we could have called this blame, but I think it's very useful saying it's the other guy's fault because saying blame kind of pulls you out and everybody knows, ah, oh, blaming's not the best thing to do. Yeah. And then but in yet, the next sentence, they mm -hmm. do it. But the, yet people do blame other people, other things for everything in their life all the time in the form of, it's not my fault, it's somebody else's fault. And I tell you, there is no better way to give away your power than to say, it's not my fault, it's the other guy's fault. Because what you're doing is saying, he has power or she has power in my life, not me. Let's, let's put the blame on their shoulders, let's get somebody to prosecute them and to make them bad guys so that I can hope to find my power again. Well, if you took an American and you said, are you responsible, they would immediately deny it. And it doesn't matter what it is. As a matter of fact, it doesn't really matter if it's an American. If you took a human being and said, are you responsible? Mm -hmm. The thing is, when you say, yes, I am responsible, then you are in the driver's seat. Then you are in charge. Then it is possible for you to do something about it. Absolutely. But only once you have agreed that it is your responsibility. Now, a very interesting thought, and if you want to think this thought, go ahead, but I'm telling you, you're thinking it at your own risk. What if, and don't we love a sentence that begins with what if, what if you did not attract people to you that appeared to be controlling you or appeared to be, you know, other, in one way or another, responsible for you? What, what would happen? Because... I've seen a lifetime where I've been attracting to me people that wish to be, uh, what word is that, responsible, wish to be in charge, wish to be all of that stuff. What if you just let yourself go, you know, and, and agreed not to do that anymore? What might happen? Well, I think that um, if people do feel like they have controlling forces around them all the time, what it's saying is that you don't feel safe and confident in your own power. Yeah. So you're projecting it onto other people. So then exactly. you can get mad at your own power coming back to you via other people. Yeah. 
It Isn't really that, is. Yeah. And almost everyone, and I say almost because there's, they say nine billion of us now, mm -hmm. nine billion people. I guarantee you, somebody stepped out of that, but then he vanished. He didn't. He or she did not have to be incarnate anymore, because that's more or less the point of this incarnation, is not to live in a world of excuses, not to play the blame game, to take responsibility for your reality. Now, we've said on this show now a million times even, that the day that you recognize everything that ever happened in your life was your idea. Everything that ever happened had your signature written on it. Voila, what would happen on that day that you recognized it, you would recognize this is your idea. Well, of course it's your idea. Whose idea did you think it was? Oh, God. No, not oh, God. Your idea. What do you think free will means? Everything that happens is your well, idea. It's, it's really wonderful. To, I mean, if one belief is fictional and one belief is true, it can't, it can't really be that way. Either it's all true or it's all false. And so with that being said, I choose to believe that I have a role in it. We can choose to believe we don't, and where does that get you? It gets you in the blame game, the ping pong match of it's not my fault, I can get yeah. rid of responsibility, but then I have no power, and it's not a really pleasant place to be. Or we can take the power and know that we co-create everything with a part of us that's vaster than we are consciously aware of. So when something happens in your life that seems like it's somebody else doing it to you, what you can do is say somewhere my hand, my choice, my growth is contained within this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people ask, well, what about children born with diseases? I mean, that, obviously that child didn't select that. And I'm not talking about it in that context, like you would choose a flavor of ice cream. We have lessons or constructs that we came here and ex to experience so that we can gain wisdom. And different types of experiences are going to bring that wisdom to different people. And mm -hmm. who am I to judge a child's experience or someone in, in India who, who may not have enough to eat judge mm -hmm. their experience? They're choosing that for their own thing. My compassion is something that my love funds, and, and we interact on different levels. But for me, if something looks like it's a negative thing in my life, I search for what is my growth within there, and you always find it. And I believe if we approach everything in our life like that, we don't have to go through the pain. Yeah, there would be no, there would be no route through pain if you consciously went ahead and did it. And <clears throat> that's the whole matrix construct. If you keep having the same experience again and again and again, that is a signal to choose a different response to the mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Other, otherwise, it will just keep repeating Absolutely. until you, out of total boredom, agree to choose some different response to the same stimulus, which you, one creates again and again and again. And that's a rather uphill method of evolution. Mm -hmm. I want to bring in another facet that's at a tangent, which I think is very interesting. And I want to open the conversation with the idea that we would never, ever accuse an insurance company of being spiritually evolved. It's not going to happen. First of all, insurance is betting your own money against you. Yeah, that's true. And the only way you can get it to pay is by physical harm. That just is no game to get involved <laughs> in. Okay. Yet it is required by, pardon the expression, law. Well, it's not an axiom. It's a law. If it was an axiom, it would be a completely different subject, and I wouldn't have said any of this. Now, the insurance companies came up with... and 
get a load of this, no fault insurance. Because they were spiritually evolved and realized there's no such thing as fault? No. It is because assigning blame takes up way too much money and time for the insurance company to consider it to be a worthwhile process. Which means that if we're still blaming, insurance companies are more evolved than we are. And that is just a, a hypocrisy that could collapse within itself, making a black hole somewhere in uh, New Jersey. Nothing personal about New Jersey. But the idea <laughs> that that fact is astounding to me. And they blundered into it through simple mathematics, not through spiritual evolution. Well, I tell you, there's, who says that, that mathematics is not uh, yeah. spiritual evolution? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said. I mean, we stand between the microscope and the telescope, and it's really up to us to find the, pro- the proper tool for the job. And it, to me, logic really has its place. And mm-hmm. I remember working in a restaurant where I was the manager, and the food came out burnt or messed up somehow, and the cooks in the back took 10 minutes arguing over whose fault yeah. it was. And I said, I don't care. We can talk about that later. Put the food in the oven for, for the customer. Be, it, it's amazing. I bet you if they did study, and I'm glad you brought that up, if they did a study on how much time we actually spend in the blame, blame yeah. or the anger over an, an injustice that we think has been the happening to us. Lawsuit. It, it takes up your brain space. Think about the last time life. something happened in your life mm. where uh, a, some, a coworker got promoted even though you know you work harder than they do or something mm-hmm. like that happened. How much time did you spend being upset about that? The rest of many, many days. That's I, the whole I've thing. done it myself. I've yeah. been upset about things like that and it's gone on and on. And it's like, what would I have been doing with my life? Well, that's the thought, that? the thought efficiency quotient. Mm-hmm. If you think about something but don't do anything about it, and then you think about it again but don't do anything about it, then your thought efficiency quotient mm-hmm. is divided by two, then by three, then by four, then by five ad nauseum. And so it's also say, like a pinball game. It just bounces around and builds up a charge so that the next time somebody steps on your toe in the supermarket, you, you say, scream pardon, at them. Yeah, pardon me, your telescope is on my foot they're busy seeing the big picture rather than where they are. Pardon me, your microscope is on my foot. Yeah, but that was really helpful so for me to see that minutia. my intuition was my telescope yeah. and my mm-hmm. logic was my microscope. And, yeah. and it was really helpful when I figured out that I'm the one standing between the two. Yeah, very good quote. Yeah, and I, I decide which one I use in it. You've got to put that in the list of quotes. I have a lot, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll write those. That's a very good thing. You could do a list of quotes. That would I be do. an interesting As book. a matter of fact, I'm working on a book with... Um, my can't, can't catch tomorrow's fish with today's worm and uh, place my attention on those walking toward me, the mm-hmm. faces of those mm-hmm. walking toward me, not the rear ends of those walking away. Sure. Microscope. I have a bunch of my own, and I know you could come up with yeah, yours, and we're going to read yeah. those in the duck. Uh, I think oh, that I, will I'm, be done. I'm doing a chapter on each one of those. I thought it would yeah, be fun. that makes sense. Yeah, so the idea of assigning blame, the idea of being involved in, and, and we are so... Uh, that principle is so close to us, it's virtually invisible, that so-and-so is holding me back. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, it is you holding you back. As soon as you want to fess up to it's you holding you back, not them. Step out of excuse and blame. Then you won't know what to do. First of all, your ears will have popped because you have decompressed. And the other thing is, well, all right, fine. I don't have anyone to blame. I don't have any 
excuse to make, now what will I do? Damn, that's somebody else's fault, isn't it? I, I, I'm allowed now to have a thought, and I have so little practice at it, that I don't know how or even what thought might possibly cross my mind because I've spent lifetimes, many lifetimes, blaming and making excuses. So now I'm, I'm what, a functional, well, that, um, having no thought whatsoever is a form of nirvana. So I have blundered into the absence of the monkey mime, which is a little monkey with a very <laughs> white face. Going through yeah. this, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stuck in the box. Stuck in a cage. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And what would I do with a brain? Because I have no clue. Well, it just struck me funny. I remember when my oldest son was a little tiny boy. He had, there was, all, all, we always were involved in politics, discussing politics and everything. We walked to this um, supermarket and there was trash on the ground. And I said, um, I picked it up and I said, and it's not a good thing to throw trash on the ground. I forgot what I said to him at the time. And he goes, Look, look, the next time we went out, the Democrats did it. <laughs> he thought that That's was funny. a bad word. The Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah, well, He'd get mad. Republican. It was very Liberal. Cute. That'll mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Well, the, the blame. And, and one thing that we could do mm-hmm. is think of somebody in your life that you're blaming for some uncomfortable, miser- miserable thing in your life and say, thank you, because you have enabled me to project this on you so that I could see it and then have it come out and, it, and come back in through my eyes and my conscious awareness so that I could really look at this and see where it is I'm holding me back. We often br- blame our spouses for holding us back because, oh, they look like they're our oppressors. We'd be out dating all these hot guys or gals if they, if they weren't in the way. Um, they're really holding me back. The fact is, is there's a fear about going back, and this person allows you, or going out and exploring yourself, yeah. and this person is being ever so kind to take the blame for you. So I think that would be a good thing. So we want to thank and yeah. honor and love them for yeah. being in the way. And as long as we feel that there is a presence, either a governmental presence or a body of people or a group of people that are causing us to not be able to move forward and grow and evolve, then what you have in effect done is saying, here, I'm giving this person my power and allowing them to take it. Because when you blame, you give the other person your power. That does not mean that people are not, I'll use the word guilty in the way that it does not remove the fact that a person stepped on your toe and you can deal with that. But the guilt consciousness is where you take it and... Yeah, and demoralize, destroy yourself with this concept. So I'd like uh, viewers um, to call in with answering the question, what would you you do with a brain? What would you do with a brain? If you don't generate excuse, Mm -hmm. blame, fault, fear, doubt, worry, guilt, all of the things we talk about, what would you actually do with your brain? Seriously, what would you do with a brain? We would love to hear. Well, and it's, you're, you're exactly right, because what we're doing is, when we don't blame, is we're claiming our mind back and our consciousness back, and then we can start doing things with it instead of just well, leaving it on this uh, loop tape of misery. We yeah. don't have to feel that way and claim Yeah, it what back. if you did set yourself free? What would you do? Well, See, we've had very, very little practice with the brain. It looks as though we've had a lifetime of solid thinking and... Everybody in the world will tell you that the monkey chatter will not shut off. 
uh, Those short poor of monkeys. A, Everybody blames, blames the monkeys. monkeys you yeah. see. And there are innocent little they're alcoholics cute. that have nothing to do with anything but Chain a banana. alcoholics, yeah. Yeah, nothing but a banana addiction. However, what would you do with a brain? Personally, me, I would turn to comedy because that's the only thing the where I find... The monkeys will rebel and throw banana peels and we'll be slipping and sliding all over That'll the place. That'll be very funny. See, I told you, it all comes down to comedy. What you do, for me, anyhow, what I would do with my brain, not generating the nonsense we've been talking about, uh, would be That's to... That's Neville's brain. This is Neville's brain on comedy. Yeah. Would be to generate humor because that's more or less the point as far as I can tell about the Earth incarnation. Granted, you came here to have experiences. Granted, you came here to evolve wisdom out of experiences. I understand all that. But if all that went away and all you ever had to do was to just take your brain and do something with it that was not the list we gave, feared out, worry excuse, blame, etc. Well, what I would you do? Well, I would suggest that people for the rest of this evening and tomorrow, if you choose, to pay attention to every thought you have that's blaming someone else. And <clears throat> it's usually, oh, the boss, this and that. I remember one time I volunteered to do the holiday party at yeah. this company I worked for, and we were given a fairly large budget. I mean, I was very grateful that we had that much funds and I uh, there was like enough money left over to buy everybody a nice ornament or or something it was a holiday party <clears throat> and so I got that and then everybody complained that it was only an ornament and that gosh well last year we go and, and I just got fed up I thought yeah. you know with that kind of stuff so what happens is people blame even the things that are gifts in the world and after a while it, it's just we can turn into bitter people sitting in a rocking chair yeah. on a porch somewhere just criticizing everybody that walks by. Sort well, of like a really bizarre Mystery Science Theater 3000. Well, complaint is another one of these invisible life form uh, destroying devices that our brain invents. The complaint is the command. The universe listens very carefully to us. And if we complain, then that becomes reality. And you can create reality by complaint. And people do it all the time. And people smoking around me. So everybody lights up without knowing why they're doing that. And that's because that person over there is complaining about it. And you don't even hear them complaining. You just have this sudden urge to light up. And you don't really care what you light up. That's and that might true. be the person next to you. So long as they give off some kind of a toxic fume, <laughs> then everything is doing just fine. Yeah. So nothing against smokers, by the way. And, uh, you know, any one of us may have had our share of the uh, sovereignty of tobacco. I really do well, understand. Let me just... Oh, sure. Um, when you are getting this list of um, releasing blame from your life, for when you recognize thoughts that are blame, uh, don't forget, blaming yourself is equally ineffective. That is an almost invisible one until you get to the point where you are actually functioning with axioms that there are, there's no such thing as a fault, there's no such thing as a mistake, there's no such thing as blame. There's no such thing as about 90% of the way we think is total, total, fictional, that has nothing to do with anything that is designed to keep us from actually thinking. So if you give up 99% of your thinking and you're suddenly left with vast spaces there within your mind and the thought occurs to you, well, gee, what thought will I think? 
and, and my God, I'm in nirvana. There is just nothing answering me back. Oh, I'm blaming myself. No, not really. Okay, fine. Then I admit and I accept that I don't know how to think. That I, uh, if, you know, void of what is normally considered to be thought, void of feared out um, worry and guilt. Girly, girly. Whoever those people are. <laughs> and blame and excuse. If all of that is knocked out of my thinking, then I don't have a thought to think. I don't have anything to do. So what would I do? Personally, I would go to art then. If I wasn't going to go to comedy, then it would be going to you art. Know, there are so many things. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, what are they? I love to research things sure. and to look up um, like the origins of things, and I can just be lost in an encyclopedia or the internet. And boy, that's so much Mary, nicer way. Where are you? I'm in here in this intellect. Encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's so much nicer to explore things like that rather than explore that hamster wheel of pain that we step on. Yeah. We have a call? Hi, caller. What's your name? Oh, Randy Davis from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hey, oh, hey, Randy. Well, I, I used to live in Colorado. Oh, so, really? Oh, great. I used to have springs. Um, yeah, what can yeah, we do for you this evening? Well, the the reason I'm calling in, for for one thing, I'm going to want a reading after later on. Okay. Uh, but uh, on the 21st of May, uh, my 31-year-old uh, son um, had a uh, seizure when I was over at his house, and uh, he had to go into the hospital and 911 and all that. But uh, uh, after testing... Uh, through the Mayo Clinic, come to find out he has inoperable brain cancer. Mm. So, uh, you know, the Memorial Hospital here in Colorado Springs, they do uh, chemotherapy, radiation, and also Qigong uh, energy healing. Wow. Yeah, that's very uh, uh, Right. So I was just wondering if you guys have any uh, suggestions. I have both of Neville's books. You know, I'm, I'm reading the first half of the first one right now. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but yeah. uh, um, now, is he? You say he's going through chemotherapy right now. Well, he had an appointment with the doctor on Monday, and uh, they're talking about that. Uh, and the neurologists also want to uh, have a meeting because one neurologist believes that they can operate, but my son doesn't want him to do that if it's going to make him be a vegetable or whatever. Yeah, uh, well, I can understand. Here's something that I would really say, and um, I have someone very close to me in my immediate family that um, has cancer right now, um, and it was said when it was discovered that, oh, it's just a matter of a, a short period of time and all this, and right. he, he's still going strong. And One thing that I don't feel that all of us know readily is that cancer is regular human cells that, have, that don't know when to die. And they continue to live, and so then their continue new cells are being born, and they're not really dying off. And then right, that message exactly. gets communicated. So I feel one thing that you could have him do, if you were to ask him, saying, if there was a thought that I've been hanging on to, what could it be that I could let go? And it's not from a blame place, and it's just if something comes up. I think that would be of great value, because then whatever the harmony that may have been there to originally is gone and so the cells can then start reproducing that naturally and also right. any of us and I know you probably know this but maybe a lot of people don't that at any given time people do have cancer in their body it just depends on if you're having a biopsy that particular day and we are absolutely capable of of turning that off and there's a lot of information about 
laetrile vitamin B17 and, and the fact that we used to get a lot of cyanide in pills, I mean in our seeds, and, uh, right. and that kills off those tumors and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, apple seeds yeah. specifically. And the power of our mind, and it's very interesting that this is in, in his brain, because the power of our mind is so powerful. I honestly, it may sound very trite and simple, but I would have him say every day three times, I believe in miracles. Because oh, more excellent. cases of spontaneous healing from cancer happen than is ever told. And many times it happens and we never even knew we had it. So anyway, that's just a few thoughts that oh, I had. that's excellent. I would then, say uh, I believe right. in miracles a thousand times. Yeah, I put that in my little scrolls that I do for people. Oh, yeah. That right. I believe in miracles. Right. It's really powerful. Right, write it out a thousand times like Mel yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, in the... Uh, and when we were a kid, I will not chew gum in class. I believe in miracles. I believe right. in miracles. I yeah. believe in miracles. I am, uh, and we do we do quite a bit of healing this way. The um, uh, what is the Philippine expression again? It's slip. Wasa, wasa. Wasa. Wasa means here. already healed. Wasa means already healed, and uh, to say wasa, meaning it is already healed, is a very powerful thing to do because there's no doubt involved. It's already healed. It may be at the point where it appears to be cresting or whatever words mm -hmm. those are to describe it. But wasa, the expression wasa, and uh, just um, there's a story, and I forget who's uh, the one telling it, but, and I'll borrow that person for a moment. Uh, but three people made a triangle out of their arms, and in this case it would be over the head of the person and just chanted wasa for something like six hours. And then um, the story I'm telling that was of cancer in the bladder, and it was so healed there wasn't scar tissue to prove that it was ever there to begin with. Yeah, and I don't think it was anywhere wow. near six hours from the story that I, that I heard. Well, the person believed that yeah, this was going to work. but they believed. That's yeah. why I was suggesting to say I believe in miracles, because at first you may not believe it, but after a while the harmony of believing in miracles mm -hmm. will enable you to believe and then you can do that immediate healing. So I think the combination is going to be brilliant together. Yeah, now there's right. an old the expression that cancer is the part of you that you don't love. And so I could see very easily how someone could um, not love the way in which they think, especially as that is the point of our show tonight. To, as I said, if you stopped blame and all the rest of that, you would literally find yourself without a thought to think. Well, and know, just to yeah. say then that if it is the um, not loving the brain, not loving the thinking, then another very good thing for your son to do uh, would be to say, I love my thoughts. Yeah, and that's why I was thinking oh. if, if he says, okay, what thought haven't I been able to let go of? Yeah. And, and actually allow you to let go. I worked with a really genius um, holistic doctor, uh, naturopathic doctor, I think he was a mm -hmm. lot of things, and he, he treated a lot of cases of cancer with uh, Rife and a bunch of other technologies, and he told me that every case of cancer he ever worked with, he felt that there was an underlying anger mm, under there. That makes sense. And that, well, and the same thing as letting go, the same thing as loving our thoughts. I mean, we're, we're saying the same thing, but it might narrow it down for him to really look at. And if, if nothing jumps up readily, um, just say whatever it is, I let go of it. Well, uh, I do hear him saying the wrong things quite often, you know, uh, 
things that could be harm, potentially harmful to himself. So, uh, mm. and we're trying to work on that now. And I, I want him to read uh, Neville's two books uh, mm -hmm. as oh, well. So he yeah, and if he could just say, "I believe in miracles," or "I'm open mm -hmm. to believing in miracles," yeah. even just to shift the belief system and to bring that energy, because right. I tell you, whenever a doctor says. You know, I say there's not really a big difference between diagnosis and gypsy curses, and I'm not really bashing doctors per se, but it's just our traditional way of handling things. Mm -hmm. They found that many people will die if a doctor says you've got five yeah, years yeah. to the day. So we, well, it's amazing what our unconscious mind. Yeah. So there's quite right. a bit to this. If oh, you wait. can possibly arrange to show him this program somehow, because um, right. it'll be on podcast. He, he may be watching it with his friends at this moment. Hey, right now. All right. uh, if not, he's going to watch the archive. Uh, yeah, and it's also well, on hey, I, uh, podcast, whatever Yeah, podcast that is. on iTunes. Yeah. Um, also, if you would like to have him, I mean, if you're listening um, directly or you can yeah. have him, give me a call. I would be happy to show him a little bit of EFT that would help with that, too, to release that. Because mm -hmm. it gets emotionally traumatic just having a condition. And yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I'd be happy to yeah. work with him, no charge. Just, um, I mean, just just have him give me a call. Be happy and to. Yeah, another one. Wait, was he? Yeah, if you're still there. Even yes, if I'm still here. No. Yeah, I just wanted to introduce, uh, in the pardon the um, appearing commercialism, but the new book talks about trinities, and there's a trinity in it that's called the Teflon Trinity that I think applies here. We came here, true or false, we came here to evolve, true. Uh, we evolve by having experiences, absolutely true. Therefore, there are no good experiences because they help us evolve. Therefore, there are no bad experiences because they help us evolve. There are just experiences. Once your life is made of just experiences, then there's no magnetism to pull anything negative in, if you see what I'm saying. So if this is based on low self-esteem of blaming oneself, which we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, just to um, get this to the next frequency up, uh, which would be simply, I love being me. Now, this person, your son, came here to have this experience. I don't believe there's any uh, reason to oppose that concept. He came here to have this experience. Supposing he loves himself for having chosen to come here to have this experience, then the experience is over. You see what I'm saying? I, I thought the same thing for some reason. That's pretty strange, but... Uh, yeah, so I love being me. I love having come here to have the experience. I love me for having incarnated to be shot to death when I was 27. I love me for well, making that decision. I'm telling you, that was a hot item. Well, I, I think I that... Uh, I remember John Browning, and I'm sure you remember oh, yeah. him. He says, um, we don't judge the fact that we have wisdom, but we're constantly judging the experiences that brought us the wisdom. There you go. Which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. And um, okay. another thing about blaming self, ah. it, since we're on that subject, a lot of people confuse taking personal responsibility with blaming yourself, and that's what they do. Oh. They learn, oh, I create my own reality, and they step from that, oh, okay, I, I, can, I have power here, and then default immediately into the blame game, except mm -hmm. instead of blaming someone else, they blame yeah. themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not the optimum place to be. Self-responsibility is way above the, the world of blame, and mm -hmm. all it says is, I brought this to me, there must be a pony in here. Do you remember the joke with the 
piles of them. There's got to be a pony in here. Well, I do that. Every situation, I look for the pony. And I tell you, I find it every time because I'm looking for it. We prove to ourselves whatever it is we seek. Yeah. Okay. And Randy, when I do the reading, what did, did you have any specific question or just a general reading? Well, um, I'm, I must be miscreating. I'm, I accept responsibility for that. I'm actually filing for bankruptcy because I've been out of a job since September of 2008. So congratulations. You know, Thank you. <laughs> but, okay, uh, the day you... Well, wait, I wanted to see just, I, Now, I just wonder if I'm doing this to myself, because I was making six figures before, and I remember having these thoughts, you know, about, you know, I wonder if I could just bounce right back like Donald Trump did or, or whatever, but um, I don't know if I did it to myself or what, but we'll, we'll let you do your reading on that. Okay. <laughs> and see. Okay. Well, thanks and a yeah, lot for that... your, uh, your help. Don't forget, everything that happens is your decision. Well, it's very easy it. to... Yeah, we'll do the reading now. It's very easy, Mary is saying. Well, it's very easy to, as we say, the recognition that we're doing it all is the power base for attempting to yeah. get people well, to I, seize. I think, I think that um, once that is known, it's like mm -hmm. why, what was that experience? I feel that what was going on before, before 2008 with the job, is that you weren't really experiencing and it reminds me of running water on a dry sponge and how the water just runs over it and it doesn't absorb there, there's been some quality that you've been really looking for what kind of water would that be that would actually absorb in like if you look at a really beautiful sunset and it, you can't quite get that to absorb you know it's supposed to be beautiful but you can't quite let that sink in and that it's a time where you're slowing down and you're priming your sponge, so to speak, so that the new experiences can absorb and really sink in. And plus, learning how true creation happens is you hold still, you go slowly, and you call it to you. You don't go rushing toward it, which is what I feel in the work world was, was trying to uh, superimpose that philosophy, and you knew it wasn't correct and how to have playfulness and fulfillment. When you said I had six figures, what I heard was I had six figures but no satisfaction, no real rich warmth and, and stuff. And now you tell yourself I can have both. I can take care of myself financially and I can be fulfilled. Because so many of us are brought up that we either have to be a starving artist or a miserable executive. And honestly, they can be in the same place. So. You wake up every day saying, I can make a great living doing what I love to do, like the mm -hmm. Miracles one. Yeah. But thank right. you, Randy. Maybe I that need those affirmations, but thank you so much. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And Mr. Davis, tell your son to say, I love my thoughts. I really feel that's, you know, many of the things we've we, said. Yeah. 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 That's uh, what it's all there, and spoken. he'll get to watch sure. it, thankfully. Yeah, it's excellent. on archives. They can rewind. Yeah. What a great call, Randy. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have another right call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name is Tony. Hi, Tony. Tony, what can we do for you? Okay, I spoke to you on a Saturday about autoimmune disease. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And I think this goes along with the positive thinking because when I, I had met, uh, multiple sclerosis, mm -hmm. and uh, when I got it, I was told I would probably not be able to walk. Mm -hmm. So I, I... So I decided I would strengthen my legs. I walked every day. I walked on weekends. I swam. And I got through it. I've had it 45 years. And, with, and I'm still up and I'm still walking. 
Oh, oh wow. Right. Yeah. Congratulations, Tony. Tony, yeah, way to go. And, and that, you know, you are proving such a point that it really is our mind over matter. There, there's mm -hmm. a lot of truth in that, uh, like picturing a lemon, thinking of squeezing lemon juice in your mouth. Your mouth will pucker like, like there's a real lemon there. It proved to me that our body reacts to our thought of a lemon, not the actual lemon. And so our thoughts and what goes through our mind, our body really does react to that all the time. So congratulations. And um, now that that's something that has acted out in your life, you can spread it in other areas. And now you've helped everybody else see that it's possible too. Yeah, I was too. just coming, yeah, that many, many people have been inspired by those words that you spoke mm -hmm. and uh, it is the truth we are the ones that create this reality and as soon right. as we are sovereign of that there is no question about it then it might be well why did I create that particular reality and certainly we could go down that particular path however the idea that we are creating it is the pituitary gland to the entire equation because you are creating this for the experience in order to evolve. And as soon as you get the evolution, then the experience no longer has employment. Mm -hmm. It can That's go true. elsewhere. Well, you know, and he, he uh, Tony did like an added thing here because I don't know if you've watched the show before, but where I Oh, talk yes, I have. Oh, great, wonderful. About my theory of autoimmune disorders, that it's not really attacking our body, but that there's something in there that's so small and microscopic and maybe not measurable by science, that our body isn't stupid or ignorant and attacking itself. There's something inside of our cell because viruses can be very, very small. And I akin that to other people's beliefs that get in our mind that we think are our own, but yet they're not really our own, so we live in this perpetual battle with them unconsciously. And the fact that that was diagnosed with that, what this also says is that you've refused to accept beliefs that were put upon you, even though I feel since they resulted in that earlier on in your life, that those were some pretty powerful experiences and um, that you really had some hard times uh, through your life, maybe emotionally and in your physical, con physical environment, and that you didn't let that get to you. You still said, no, I'm going to claim my own thoughts. So really, congratulations. That's quite superb. I mean, all of us aspire to get to that place in our life, so it's wonderful. I want yeah. people to know that the positive thinking is a big help. It sure does. Mm -hmm. It sure does. Yeah. And other people's thoughts are always about them, never about us. Mm -hmm. Although what they, uh, there is the quote from uh, Oscar Wilde saying that uh, art really mirrors the person looking at the art, the, the spectator. The spectator. Yeah, the spectator, spectator not rather the than life. Mm -hmm. And that's what goes on. So I can recall having been programmed for certain things when I was very young. Mm -hmm. And that uh, to this very day, those programs are running. And I walk in there and work on them. However, my point being that each of us is in charge of this, even though we uh, throw these things at each other. Again, the allegory to the monkeys and the throwing you waste love products. Monkeys. monkeys are lovable. Drunken monkeys from the eighth I'm dimension. I'm looking for the monkey mime. That's a little monkey with I a white face. I think that would face. be adorable. We referenced I think we ought earlier. to have a picture made of monkey mimes. I will find a monkey mime for you. Oh, good. Okay. With white face, and we can do Gone with the Wind. Or, oh, no, wait, that was in um, Yes, Dear. But we can find some great. We can do Charlie Chan 
okay. in Paris. Give me my reeling, reeling this back in here. <laughs> with white faces. Okay. It would be hilarious. And the Charlie Chan monkey can have the little soul patch and the Fu Manchu beard. It'll okay. be a riot, I promise. All right, now we'll take care of that. Now let's Good. finish with Good. this positive thinking. The monkey mind, yeah. you were talking well, about. Other people's beliefs is what we are talking about. And the throwing mm -hmm. um, barbs at our fellow humans, you well, know, which doesn't happen on the advanced planets. Well, you don't get little bullies running around I there. I tell you what's really helpful with l getting rid of other people's beliefs. And the ones that really get, what is that um, word, um, where they get, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Belief anyway, they, they become insidious yeah. in our lives. It are ones that are usually given to us out of love. And we know that that person has good intentions. They want us to be good people. They want right. us to, our mother says, okay, you can never say no to anybody. Come on, it's really important. And then we take on what's important. Yeah. I remember one time seeing my father, I always thought he was, trying to control me or something. And then I realized that what, what he was doing was really acting on his own fears. And I had this great sense of compassion when I realized that. And so when we have compassion with other people's beliefs and not take them as controlling us or blaming them, we're much more able to, to see it with compassion. And when you see something with compassion, you are bigger than it. And so we can invent the beliefinator. So good job, Tony. Thank you so much for okay, sharing. What a great thing. Yeah. Make one more and the belief in Oh, he had one more thing. Yeah? Uh, that's okay. Call back, Tony, if you want. Yeah. The belief in <laughs> is the idea of removing these little deep-seated barbs, and then your actual physical body will change even at whatever age that's you That's what I do to for a living, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. That's my job. I'm Nancy Drew with those deep-seated little programs, and we sort through them and bring them into the light of day and see the love within them and then they are free to fly away. Free to fly away. Born free. All of our thoughts are born free and all of our beliefs, our beliefs are hallways, not rooms. We're to walk through them, not stay for any length of time. Which makes sense to me. Makes sense to me too. Yeah. So if we decide to live in a no-fault universe, and that's not to say somebody stepped on your toe. You can't say, you stepped on my toe. I'm going to learn to not stand near that person, and you learn not to step back without looking. But that's your, pro that's your thing, and this is mine. I know mm -hmm. I, what I will learn from this event is blank and not to blame. Pay attention to every time you do feel yourself blaming someone else, whether it's your boss, your company, the traffic, the government some leader, and some it, yeah. they out there. It's real convenient Doesn't to blame any, they. Oh, yeah. They is, they is responsible, they is responsible for everything. all kinds of power yeah. and just hands it's it right they, off. It's not they, it's them. They say. Them, them say? Them say. I think they That's is Chinese more dish, them blame say. than them. I believe so. They always do. They blame they all the time. Okay, and we're doing something a little different with the duck. Here come the duck. And here's our uh, duck dangler this evening. There we are. Say hello. There we go. Okay. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. We've got quotes in here. Okay. It's quotes from My quote is, half the lies they tell about me aren't true. <laughs> That's a good one. That's like the least profound but the funniest one in there. Yeah, that means the other half are true. That is funny. I got some painters transform the sun into a yellow spot. Oh, I love that one. 
Some painters trans... Pardon me? Okay. Some painters transform the sun into a yellow spot. Others transform a yellow spot into the sun, which is a quote from Picasso. And well done, because I that is that the true essence of life. Either you're painting yellow dots or the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and please do decide about that because it's very important. And that's true, too. However, one may be expansive. There are a time and a place for a yellow dot and a time and a place for painting the sun, and they all have their beauty. But go for what's really illuminating for you, your own personal illumination. Don't settle, I think, yeah. is what or that's saying. Saddle. And don't conform. Yeah, reform. Reform, don't reform, conform. Just be. Okay, you're going to reform school for that. Yeah, yeah. And we have the high caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. This is Katie. Oh, Katie. hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Thank you. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. Great show tonight. Oh, Thank thanks. you. What can um, we do for as you? As usual, you guys are using your excellent telepathic TV skills and talking exactly about what I'm going through right now. So <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that's, that. Is the way that works. <laughs> Um, I am dealing with some blame, um, and I was hoping to get um, have Mary pull some cards about the situation. Um, we're pursuing a little justice um, for my son who died in November, and there are many people that are to blame for his death. And um, right now, a lot of things, obstacles are sort of presenting themselves to me that are sort of telling me not to pursue anything. Okay. And they're hurting me right now, and I'm not quite sure what to do. And so I was just wondering if you guys could give me any guidance, pull some cards, and possibly if my son, Zachary, had any advice also. Well, I think it's interesting, right as you were asking that question, a studio light went out right above us, one right in the middle of us, right over camera two where I was looking at you. I've never had a studio light burn out while we were talking. So to me, that, that feels like it is a message because I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in synchronicity. Sure. Now let's look at the cards we get, and then I know Neville probably has some things. Um, Zachary, um, just to fill everybody in, um, he passed as a result of some uh, poor medical care. I'm correct, right, Katie? Yes, exactly. Okay. And so then there's the question, uh, because in a lot of ways, if, if you just let things go, um, there's the fear that it could happen to other people and things like that. And, and, and also, you can feel like, or am I hurting myself twice by not pursuing things? But it's interesting, the first card was the compromise card, and that's these two people making a deal, and neither one of them is really happy or comfortable with the situation. And then the second card is exhaustion. And the third card is projections. And I think what's happening is your great, wonderful love is you're projecting what would be good, like I... I was not in a position to override the medical care that I got because I trusted. And what we do as mothers, we say, I really want to be a good mother. I, wanna, I want to do the best I can. And sometimes situations come that are outside of our conscious physical um, power. I mean, things that can happen in other rooms and with things that we don't understand. And I would say just sort this out because there's a part of you that wants to do the right thing where you weren't able to when he was alive and, and before the medical treatment that, that did this. And so forgive yourself because things happen for their own 
divine order in their own reason. And the two cards that came first, that compromise and that exhaustion, I feel that the number one thing here is for you to feel at peace and calm and to be able to move past these things. And so if this gets to be a thing where it's being painful to hold on to it and to walk through that and it becomes torturous, then that's a signal that it's time to let it go. And that Zachary supports you 100% in being happy and at peace. And that's his priority with you. And uh, just to fill in the, the dots here on this particular thing, the, um, Zachary did not have his life cut short. Yeah, yeah, he fulfilled his mission perfectly. He did it with great honor. Mm -hmm. and to understand that about him. Mm -hmm. And I am, uh, immediately made me think of uh, when I was very young and had to have a book report, and we've all heard of that. Uh, so I read the story of the man that invented insulin. And the only reason that he invented insulin was that his fiancée died of diabetes. And this profoundly inspired him to do the research to be the person that invented insulin. If she had not died, that would not have happened. And so the fiance um, agreed from the very beginning before any of the cast of characters were incarnated, agreed that she would die in this way in order that he would be inspired and that the world would be brought insulin and the hundreds of thousands, the uncountable number of people that did not die because of the availability of insulin, whereas a direct result. Yeah. But looking at the smaller picture, then why was she taken? Why did that happen? So there's some inspiration in this someplace that may at this point not be visible to you, but I guarantee it's there, and I guarantee it will appear. Yeah, and, and I, like I to guarantee. And the universe funds where we're supposed to be, and that's yeah. why I think uh, the cards were coming up to say what's your energy level and how you feel <clears throat> and watch what, what it is you're projecting. And I know that probably pursuing this, you're looking uh, for that blessing, that gift. Like, am I supposed to exactly. this to be mm -hmm. never happen to another child? Is this my mission? I sort and, of thought that that was going to be part of his um, mm -hmm. well, purpose. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and one thing I do want to say, I agree with everything Neville was saying, but there was one other little aspect I wanted to bring up that I, I want to make sure we don't go to that other extreme, like I'm saying, I create my reality, now I'm going to go into the blame of myself. I want to say that there's always a blessing and a gift, but it's not always something on this grand scale of saving multiple lives. It could just be in something that you guys are resolving from a past life that is never really verbally known by anybody else. But I feel that your heart will lead you just in exactly the right direction. And I do feel you're going to, this is going to bring, <clears throat> bring about something that's going to cause change. But watch how it drains you because that's a measure, that's like a guiding. That's your, what are those called, a rudder? Your mm -hmm. energy level is a rudder in there. Do pay attention to your rudder and sort out all the things you're looking to solve by the path you're taking and pull your personal things out and put it over here and sort them in piles and it'll be a lot easier to understand. That's great. Thanks, Katie. Mary. Yeah. Thank you so very yeah, much. Katie, thank uh, you for calling. Yes, that was thank inspirational. You. Absolutely. And we have, we have another call. Another call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, you're on the air. Speak now. I think they're still doing the transfer over. Okay. 
Here's Two, one, the caller. Boom. Hi. Hello. My Hi. name is Natasha. Hi. Hi. Thank you so there much, Neville, for your book last week. I met you, and it's great. I started reading halfway through it, and my husband even took it away from me. So it's been very helpful for us about our thoughts. Oh. Um, That's a good thing, then. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. One of the things I wanted to ask is I had a sick child when he was much younger and took him to a lot of hospitals around the area and i didn't get a lot of help but i remember seeing something on tv with energy healing and you know it's brought me to this point where i'm sitting listening to you and he has taught me a lot but boy was i scared and i really wanted a reading for him because nobody could really diagnose him mm -hmm. and he has changed and awed every doctor and everyone who knows him he's not yet up to his age level, but he's very close to it. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, but I did a lot of program clearing and believe, the same yeah. things that you talk talk about. And now sometimes I feel like he's even starting to buy in. He's only seven, so oh, I can't. I'm not strong enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not this enough for you know making excuses even at seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you, boy, we haven't got a lot of things ingrained in us when, we are se when we're seven that we do when we're later. Yeah. Well, here is the comparison, and the, this is something we've talked about before, how we're always comparing our child. You even take them to the doctor. It's like, oh, he's in the 90th percentile and all this. We're comparing our children and basing whether they're okay on that. If we look at each child as being perfect and, and ideal in and of itself, that's great because then you can start seeing what's really there oh, which yeah. is what I feel you do and what you're imparting on him by doing this is the new vision I feel like there's big shifts going on there this is the Phoenix rising coming up and seeing the expansive world and there's some very specific type of outlook that he has right now that is important for things that he's learning how to do and another thing the laziness card is talking about what I was speaking of with Katie we think um, first of all, I don't believe there's a word lazy and that instead of calling ourselves lazy, we could say, why don't I want to do it and why am I making myself do it? Because then you can really defrock some of those beliefs that come at you. And I feel that your son is here to really, really be independent and be himself and, mm -hmm. and make a social statement of not lumping kids in this category or in this pile or in this pile. And I understand the, the divine origins of doing that was to provide the most we could for for everybody, but we have to get back into taking everybody in their own individual perfection. Yeah, very and important um, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and email me because I might I might be able to pick up a little more there about your son specifically. But I had a couple yeah. more questions, and I know we're at the end of the show. Oh, okay. we're getting there. All About right. one well, minute left. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. All Much right. appreciate your call. Great call. Please it's call back again. We're here yeah. every Thursday, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern yeah, Time. Yeah, and email. You can, come, you can watch live on the Internet mm -hmm. at telepathictv.com every Thursday at 8.30 Eastern. Yeah. Or iTunes or in the archives anytime. And we are about to be at Ruby Tuesdays in mm -hmm. Fairfax Snorkel. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're welcome to join us if you're out and about. And would like to meet us in persona. Okay. We'll have our personas there. She'll give us something to do. Yeah. yeah. That means thirty you seconds wrap it left. Up. Yeah. Thirty seconds. In that same thing, and we have one uh, minute thirty seconds. Decided that we are. Uh, 
I am going to do divination tools this weekend if anybody's interested. It covers a lot yeah. of stuff. You have to email in yes, if you're going to Yes, do let me know soon so yeah. I know whether to. Email it was our now. joy and honor to take you to the door. And you know you want to go through it. You know it. You know Walk it. on through. It's the Give door you to you. To you want to see a Mayan footprint? Thank you.